Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Emily and Finn think they know everything until everything gets turned upside down, questioning why men are so screwed up and if women are to blame. This trope-tossing, genre-dismantling film is packed with a staple of complicated characters and their intertwining relationships, a darkly comic, bittersweet look behind the facade of tradition, family, and marriage. Toss It blends screwball comedy with an open-hearted deep dive into family dysfunction. And we're joined today by the director and writer, playwright, and she's also the lead in this in in Toss It, and that would be Michelle Remsen. Michelle, welcome back to Film School Radio. Thank you, Mike. It's really nice to be back. It's great to have you back. Um, we did talk a little while ago about Toss It, and I'm I wanted to have you back on because, uh, as I think people who are paying attention or, or listeners to Film School Radio know that. The path of independent filmmaking is often winding and often <laughs> uh, challenging, and uh, I'm so happy you're back to talk about uh, where we are with Toss It. And I don't know if we want to go into what Toss It's about, or do you want to just sort of describe your more recent history with, with, the, with the film? How would you like uh, to? Well, I can do a, a quick little <laughs> thumbnail. You know, the description I, yeah. I like to tell most people is that uh, Toss It is what I term an anti-romantic comedy it sort of starts where most rom-coms end and then gets real and um, I think that's refreshing in these days where and, and the movie generally sort of is about that it's sort of you know as I sort of dismantle the genre I'm also taking on you know the American dream and so it's sort of um, uh, you know a small film that takes on like Western Civ, in a way, <laughs> and, uh, and sort of looks at, you know, the family is the, the scene of, you know, the, of our culture, you know, and if you don't get that right, you know, it just sort of ripples out, you know, and it sort of, you know, sort of might explain some of the issues we're having, you know, on a much larger scale, but by looking, you know, at it intimately, um, you know, hopefully people walk out and, uh, you know, really kind of, besides being entertained, really, you know, look, look at some of their own choices, and I think that's what the movie's about, you know, what's called Toss It, it's literally sort of tossing things that get tossed in it, but people also then might be forced to toss what they've been taught or their tradition. So I think that's uh, uh, very timely on, on so many different levels, you know? Um, yeah. And, you know, with what's going on in our culture, because, you know, sort of the movie, though, is it a, it's a rom-com. It's also in, in the sense of, you know, you think it's going to be just about these two, you know, will they or won't they, but it, secretly it sort of becomes about all the women in it and how they jockey for the relationships and negotiate and try to sort out all the problems and I think that's key because I think women you know as we discover in the movie and, and elsewhere you know being the nurturers of families are the ones that sort of shape the world so then why is it so messed up <laughs> <laughs> right right <laughs> so anyway I start to look at that and hopefully just open the dialogue for others to continue it because they don't have all the answers so anyway that's roughly what the movie is about and then the journey you know also sort of getting talk about getting tossed <laughs> um yeah I I sort of went the traditional route in and went, uh, you know, tried to get it into um, festivals. And uh, everyone knows, you know, I think in the landscape of the film industry, you know, with studios generally making larger, you know, franchise and, you know, known IP, that um, it sort of squeezes out, you know, 
sort of what we used to call like, you know, character driven or just sort of movies and uh, original content. And uh, that becomes now the realm of indie films. And that's also where the stars go to like do some really interesting work. And that unfortunately fills up a lot of the slots in film festivals for um, new voices, maybe with non, not established talent, but some terrific talent. And, um, and I think the upside to that is now, with, as everyone knows, the rise of streaming is um, there's now a new outlet for it. And that is where Tossa has wound up. I was very fortunate to get a worldwide VOD release um, just September 17th is now um, literally around the world. Fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, Journeyman Features, uh, based in the U.K., uh, is the distribution company, and I was referred to them by Liz Warbaugh of the Writers Guild. We were having a women's salon, and we were talking about things, and we saying I was looking for distribution, and she loved the company who had handled her documentary well, and so I sent them, you know, links and, and uh, all the material, and about a month later, um, they said they wanted to represent it around the world. So they put in all their platforms, Amazon, iTunes, Vimeo On Demand, and Google Play, and uh, we can talk about, you know, you know where you can find it later. But it's amazing because they sent me the list of all the countries. There's like 71 countries on iTunes and it's everywhere on Vimeo and, you know, uh, you know the U.K. and the U.S. And it's like Australia through Zimbabwe. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> and it's cool. <laughs> I definitely want to dive back into what you're talking about because I, I want to talk about your journey as a, as a filmmaker and also... Mm-hmm. Uh, your evolution as a as a person of business now, right? So right. There, there's all that part. But I do I want to jump back into the film itself because it is as it's it's smart, it's funny, it's got a really good cast. Finn is played by Phil Burke, and you you are Emily in the film, and you the two of you have this tortured relationship back and forth. <laughs> and as you said, uh, the the way that 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 uh, the film begins to sh- come into focus as we progress through their stories is about the dynamic nature of women in these relationships and it is it is about relationships but it's about as as you said it is about that dynamic part and how how dynamic women are in this world in our world let's talk about the process of pulling together uh, the elements you needed to to make toss it you know, in some ways, I say it's sort of the accidental movie because this began as a little one-act play in my theater company in L.A. that I never produced and then wound up reading in New York um, at Naked Angels at Cold Reading Series. And the response was terrific. Everyone wanted to know what happened next. And I like, I don't know. And so I, had to, <laughs> I sort of, you know, wrote, you know, what might be, you know, next sort of for fun. And then I, I kept being given opportunities. People were saying, oh, would you like to read more of your material here at 92Y or... I'm a member of Ensemble Studio Theater, and so I read some things there, and um, and it was it became sort of a play that um, you know I could feel the arc of it. But at a certain point, um, you know, as a filmmaker, I was trying to get these larger projects done. And back to my point about how the studios really aren't—it's much harder to get an original movie made, you know, especially as a not as a known filmmaker. Um, I thought, well, the only way to prove I can do this is let's make a small movie, you know. And um, I took the script that play and I thought well here we go this is funny I know it works in front of people the response has been great and um, and he did some readings and that was also a secret way to in a way to get you know some of the talent around and interested and also to see how well they you know performed in it because um, if they were killing it in front of a live audience I thought they would do well on film as well and so um, and that way uh, uh, it, 
you know, I wound up getting these, uh, you know, really tight cast who knew the part really well. And I think that's why it also feels so lived in um, when we get to film it. So that was also a nice uh, time-saving way, even though it seemed to take longer to get the money and, and round up everything. When we got to shoot, you know, I was able to just, we all could just hit the ground running, which was really nice because funds were tight doing, you know, a crowd-funded film. Um, and I had a very tight, very well-laid-out shooting schedule. So we just had to hit our marks and, and move on. And so, um, and everybody did, you know, I, like I said before, I think it's nice. And I mean, yes, it's nice to have time to, to make a film, but another times with a sense of urgency, you know, sort of brings up a real, you know, the stakes <laughs> to the scene immediately. Cause people are like, I don't have 10 takes to get this, you know? And so, right, right. you know, they sort of dive in and, um, I think that, you know, we capture that on film. And so, um, that was uh, the process of, of that. And the dynamic women, well, I know lots of dynamic women in my real life, and I also know, you know, they are very complicated and uh, flawed, and, and, you know, there are, there are a lot of uh, moving parts to their lives. And so I wanted to reflect that in, in this film, because as much as everybody loves, you know, like screwball comedy, that's just sort of the champagne of the film, you know, canon, you know, especially the mm-hmm. ones from the 30s and the 40s, as that genre went on, they were, they sort of got more, I don't know, simplistic in a way. You know, there's sort of like the man and the woman, and then that sort of two-dimensional character sort of pushed them toward their inevitable end. And I just like the idea of going, wait a minute, what really made these two people that way? And so I was like, well, let's see who's in our world. And then instead of them, and then we got to see who those people really are and what made them sort of interact with the main characters that way. And I think that's what uh, makes the movie a real ensemble. You know, there's really like eight, you know, principles in this uh, film besides just you know, what we call the two leads. But everyone else has a really key part in the whole mechanism that is Toffet. Well, let's let that pe- answer it. Yeah, that's you did great. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the. Uh, Let's let people know that they can see Tosset at, at uh, the site is journeymanfeatures.com. And that's mm-hmm. just, just you know, like you think, J-O-U-R-N-E-Y-M-A-N features, journeymanfeatures.com. And Tosset is there, and it's you can rent it, you can buy it. And I see something here, get screening license. So is that if somebody wanted to actually screen it somewhere they would be able to do yes that? yeah they have uh they have lots of options and they're all like questions that can go toward uh go to journeyman if they wanted to uh, do a screening or special one-off or uh, uh or if they actually wanted to give it a theatrical run i mean those rights are still possible oh yeah great. yeah great so journeymanfeatures.com to find out mm-hmm. how to, to see the film toss it um so i want now let's double back to what we were talking about before because you in the you are writer, director, producer, uh, I'm sure there are more hats that you were wearing during the production. <laughs> and I, as you alluded to, there, this was a speed dating arrangement in terms of filmmaking, right? Uh, it was, it <laughs> <Yeah>. was <laughs> sort of that pace. And uh, so, well, in, in, you know, let's talk about your journey as a filmmaker and also as a business person, someone who is, in fact, not only did you direct this and and wash your hands and walk away. You, this is this is yours, and you you had a vested mm-hmm. interest in seeing it get to a place like Journeyman Features and others. So, how are we? How are those two personas working together today? As uh, uh, through through Tosset for you, Michelle Remsen. Well, um, you know, I've always you know believed in you know the entertainment value of uh, 
films, you know, and I and I know they're called show business, but I do like getting to like you know to the people to see and to experience it. You know, that's why I think film is very democratic. You know, versus um, theater, like, especially in New York, because it's so expensive. <laughs> um, uh, you, yeah, uh, and you know, I, I definitely want to make a living off of it, and I think that would be you know a fun way to do because then I can get to do more of the thing that I want to do. And um, uh, as far as being uh, business person about it i go ahead no i'm just gonna say what what have you what can what sort of advice what sort of experiences can you pass along to people who listening to what film school radio would think i i how do i get from being filmmaker to being someone who can control my project exactly well what i did was i uh reached out to um, Fractured Atlas, which is a fiscal uh, sponsorship um, organization that has a uh, 501c3 tax status, meaning if you, you become a fiscally sponsored project, if you submit your proposal to them, um, then when people donate to them, and they take a, you know, a small percentage, I think it's now 8% um, of the donations, it's sort of like a Kickstarter, except the difference is those who donate it can write off uh, the donation. So rather than just being a pure gift, you might be able to get larger donors, people who traditionally, you know, need to write off a certain amount the other, rather than give it to uh, to taxes. And so that was how um, I got to do a large chunk, about two-thirds of the budget was um, donations. And then the rest was, you know, personal debt, which is why I'm helping reduce some sales <laughs> and, um, you know, credit cards and such. And um, and that, and I kept the budget very small and uh you know, negotiated, you know, with places in the neighborhood where I could shoot it. I was got to fortunately used my cousin's house, which was a big free location. And, um, you know, was very, like I said, laid out all the, the shooting schedule, you know, meticulously. So we had, we could go in and use a place for like, you know, two hours, you know, because in between like a restaurant, between like, you know, their lunch and dinner, so we could shoot the restaurant scene without having to pay a location fee. Right. You know, these all sorts of ways you sort of have to, um, you know, be creative in your, uh, you know, your budgeting. And so that's how I got to, you know, make a feature film that looks, you know, terrific. And I also was able to hire uh, the cinematographer, George Barnes, who, you know, loved the script. And he was able to fit it in between his you know, more high paying uh, gigs. And that's what was also why a tight shoot. He gave me two weeks, but he owns all his Ari Alexi gear. And so that's why the movie looks like a million bucks because, it's just so beautifully shot, and he brought these pro crew, you know, in you know, small handful, but they were really worked rapidly and professionally, and they were such a joy to work with. <laughs> and uh, and so that's also how I did it. So I was, you know, when I thought about that going into it, I was like, well, if somebody owns the gear, then I don't have to pay a rental fee, and they also would know the equipment really well, which means then we can shoot rapidly. And so these all were the decisions that went into. Um, you know how you shoot a feature film in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, two weeks is that what it was? So, what, yeah. what twelve, fourteen working uh, days? Twelve working days. Yeah. Whew. that's yeah. That is that's super fast. Well, um, what was the name of the the nonprofit that you mentioned? Fractured. Oh, fractured atlas. Fractured org. atlas. And you can everyone can go to their website, and I think there are other organizations out there, but they were wonderful and. Um, you know, they, uh, you can set the whole platform up, you know, there's like a web page you can build out, and, you know, just like any other of the crowdfunding platforms, you can put, you know, a little video up and you can have your, 
you know, target donations. The money goes through them, and then submit receipts some things that you need for fund releases, you know, after like a week. And then, um, you're good to go. Yeah, it was terrific. And I, like I, I recommend it to a lot of people because some people, rather than just giving a gift through some crowdfunding this way, at least they get a tax deduction at the very minimum out of it. <laughs> no, uh, that's new because uh, obviously the largest impediment to people making films is money knowing that there are options beyond this that are more um, higher profile crowdfunding source sites is good to know it's a great that's great to know about actually yeah yeah they were terrific yeah it was very very helpful uh for me that was how i got a large portion of the donations now where are you in terms of uh being the uh the creator of Tosset, uh, not only as we we said, writer, uh, director, producer, starred in the film. It's now out in the world. Which it had a theatrical run. It had a a little bit of a festival run, then a theatrical run, and now it's out under um, Journeyman Features. Where are you at? Where are you at as a filmmaker? Are have you put? Are you putting? Your child out into the world, and now are you ready to to sort of uh, empty nest? Are you what what's what's up next for Michelle uh, Rebson? Uh, yeah, hmm? well, we are trying to uh, we're, we're working on all the social media platforms and getting the word out about the film, and this is why I'm ha- very happy to do this interview. Mm-hmm. And um, next up is um, yeah, I have a comedy series that I am shopping that um, if you know same sort of sort of smart dark humor that's uh, you know if you boil it down is you know about who is and who owns America, and uh, but it's more of a workplace comedy and, you know, sort of the search for, you know, life's second act. You know, everyone sort of thought, you know, it's sort of about a group of people who thought their lives would be better by now, and I think that's a very universal thing. Yeah, and, uh, Yeah, and very much about, you know, what America is. I mean, America is founded on the idea of a second act. You know, it's, it's founded by second sons, people who, you know, other people who, for either reasons that they had to or chose to leave where they were from. And so um, it's all, uh, that's sort of the underlying sort of, or, you know, meta theme of the whole thing. But uh, on a day-to-day thing, it's just, you know, hilarious people trying to get, you know, desperately a better life. (laughs) They thought it would be easier. And so um, so it's fun. And um, I want to go to some of the, um, uh, I think, you know, streaming platform seems to be a good fit for it in have the first season uh, basically ready to shoot and have some, you know, interest here and there. And so we're sort of uh, kind of all I can say at the moment. Yeah. Well, uh, excellent. Well, and you have a, now you have a track where you're an established filmmaker, you're established in this realm and you have, you are, uh, as they say in baseball, a five tool player. Uh, (laughs) So you, so those, all those things help. I, I hope, people know what that means <laughs> if you're a sports fan you will but uh yeah, yeah so absolutely uh, well that's so you feel uh, you're feeling positive and and upbeat about uh your continuing uh success as a filmmaker and that's great to hear yeah yeah i very much hope you know there's the series and then i have you know the films that i wanted to make even before uh toss it you know there are larger projects but you know i know they'll take a little longer because they you have to get name attachment and there's more funding involved with those. The nice thing is, you know, while I've, I have sort of a queue of projects that are ready to go wherever, wherever the, you know, money comes first or uh, wherever things line up first. But um, mm. so, yeah. Yeah. So that's it. So having done all worn, as you say, so many hats and <laughs> played so many positions, yes. um, um, I kind of know the deal, and I feel very confident going forward. You know how to get them all sort of done, you know, on time and on budget, and 
have a good time while we're making it as well. Yeah. Key. And I could see, based on our conversation and, and, and the film as well, I, I could see you as a producer moving forward as well. Maybe I, I maybe your heart is in directing from from now on, but uh, I, I think the your accumulation of, you know, the school of hard knocks and, and also mm-hmm. just you know, you seem to have a real good acumen for, for what you set out to do. So, um, yeah, I think it's good to know, you know, when you're making a film, how the sausage is made basically. Cause then I think it certainly helps you, uh, think about, you know, what's realistic and, you know, what's achievable in your, um, script. And also just, you can sort of figure out, you know, how long things are going to take and how much money is involved. I think I like knowing all that rather than just sort of waiting for others to sort of tell me. I, I, know, I think it's just good to, to know all the components of it yeah. uh, because then you can, sometimes things that are, you know, you think are constraints actually, as we often know, produce some really interesting results. So, well, um, it's the things I'm, you don't I'm, know that'll get you in a production. Right? <laughs> exactly. So I like knowing, I like knowing a lot of the things in that way so there aren't any unpleasant surprises, you know. <laughs> That's right. You know. Well, congratulations. Congratulations <laughs> oh, on Tossit. Congratulations on journeymanfeatures.com, which you can go to and see Tossit, the anti-romantic mm-hmm. comedy produced, directed, written, and starring Michelle Rimson. And um, I thank you so much for coming back on the show. I hope that this is, a, this is good for you, but also for people listening to the show who want to see the curtain pulled back a little bit in filmmaking and, and seeing someone who you've really, this has been your project and you have uh, been uh, there every step of the way. And um, I'm very happy for you. And it's a, it's a fun film to watch. It really is uh, well done. Thank you so much, Mike. I really appreciate it. It was a real pleasure being back on and I'm happy to talk about the journey so other people can, you know, get their stories out there as well. Well, thank you. Again, the film is Toss It, and we've been talking to director, producer, writer, and star of. Uh, that would be Michelle Remsen. Thank you. And come back. Come back uh, when you, this video <laughs> fit is series that sounds like uh, it's getting closer and closer. So uh, look forward to that. Oh, that'd be wonderful. I'd like that. Thank you so much, Mike. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.